Some people are intimidated when talking to large numbers of people in an entertaining way. Not Dan and Mike. Yeah? It's just a podcast. Chill out. <laughs> yeah? A brilliant podcast. Okay. Too many quotes. GBH for the year old. <laughs> Not for me, thank you. No apology necessary. Let's get on with the podcast. You know, it's a laugh. And you can't put a price on comedy, so get listening. Here we go. We're live. Fancy new microphones. We're live. We're live, by the way. And it's been recorded as well. Not by us, which is unnerving. It feels like we have to perform now a little bit. Monkey. Monkey perform. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, we've got a lurker. We've got a lurker. We've... uh, got somebody with us who's going to be silent i think but trust us he's there he's uh he's recording this and hopefully we can make this into a little video and you might have, you may well have seen this on a clip um on instagram hopefully if all goes well if paul does his job correctly um yeah but it's yeah. how paul stars feel isn't it when they perform just a bit like it weird is. isn't it just just paul sat there just watching just watching. not saying anything you know just filming it is is he, un- <laughs> is he uncomfortable? I don't know. He should be. He probably he probably is. This uh, the camera looks a little bit close to my face, which is off putting. But uh, yeah. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. As always, hopefully the audio sounds a little bit better because we've purchased these overpriced uh, microphones. I thought the echoey tinny sound that I had going on was uh, was perfect for. An audio-based me. I actually but... thought it added to the podcast, to be honest. So I don't I mean Paul's got a hell of a job on here to make this sound better than it used to. I'll be honest, because well, I actually quite old, liked it. It's like the old days where we used to film the YouTube videos, and um, my lighting was dreadful. Uh, couldn't get the angle yeah. right. Half my face was off the screen. It's just an element that you need of unprofessionalism from us, because um, we're almost yeah. too professional in other areas. Exactly, we're too good with the coaching, so we have to dumb it down in other areas, like the podcast, for example. Let everybody else um, catch up. Let everyone else have a chance. It. You know. That's it. Yeah, you know. So, what what we what are we going to shoot the shit about today? We're getting a lot of good reviews. Like, I've had a, a few good comments this week about the podcast. A lot of people saying, oh, "I really enjoyed that." Uh, I had one. I had one of my clients say she nearly threw up doing cardio listening to uh, the second mm. section of the last uh, the last one, but you know, it's always good. Yeah, we we always have that mixed thing that we have. Like, oh, the, the first bit was great. Second bit, what the hell did you tell us that for? Um, <laughs> it's a service. Um, but no, I had a lot of people message me about the the mindset one as well. I talked about it, you know, and I've actually saved it um, as as a podcast listening for all my new clients as part of like the onboarding thing because I think it's the feedback we've got from it from current clients has been so good. And it's that whole thing of it, it is important. We, we talk a lot about obviously nutrition and training. And they're obviously a huge factor in in what we do. But the reality is if you're not, in the right place mentally to kind of try and change or to think about these things differently, it's going to be very, very difficult if you're in the wrong headspace. If, you know, we say, we say, you know, try eating this or try eating that. It's going to be, it's going to be difficult. It's funny how as well, like actually we talk about that and talk about, you know, how, you know, if you're not in the right place to diet, not the right place to do things, you know, you have to sort your mind out. And then, a few days after that, James Swift does a video about it. It's funny, that, isn't it? I think he's copying us, to be honest. Copying. But um, He's out in Dubai as well, um, isn't it? So he's probably uh, he's just trying to bump into me. Yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised, mate, to be fair. But no, he did, a, he did a video, which is like basically saying how, like, when does a calorie deficit not work for fat loss? And it was basically like when you're not in the right place to do anything, like when you're just fucking hating what you're doing, you're hating your career, you know, 
shit home life, whatever it is. Um, but again, like you're in, you're in control of how you perceive those things and your decision making, that sort of stuff. So we're going to talk about, we talked about that last week, but I think this week we're going to talk more about the concept of having a clear run, a clear run. And this whole concept that like people wait, like I think right now, for example, nearly middle of October, how many people are going, I'll just wait till January. Got a few things on, so I'm going to wait till January. Me. Yeah. I think I think in January and February, you're going to have a few things on as well. Um, just to let you know, you're probably always going to have a few things on. In fact, there's a few things on that you've got that mean you probably need the help right now. Um, yeah, I just find it odd. And I think it obviously, we always relate. I think we always relate dieting struggles to more like, for us anyway, sort of more business stuff, I suppose, because for us with a diet stuff, we kind of got it sorted. We kind of know where we're at with things. And it's kind of that whole concept Ooh, of like- you're odd. Oh, look at me. I know that. what to do with I'm my not, diet. I'm not though, am I? I'm not odd. I just don't yeah. eat anything. So there you go. I can't eat anything. So it's not odd, is it, for me? Um, is this this whole thing of we talked only the, only the other day? We were like, we had an idea about something we wanted to do. And we were like, right, let's just do it. We didn't go, oh, let's wait till January. Let's just wait until, you know, January. Why would you? I don't, I just don't understand the, the concept of it. And it's this whole thing of waiting for a clear run. If you want to do something and you know you want to do it, you should be making a start on it now because you need to learn how to get around those events you've got coming up. Like that's the key thing. If everyone had a clear run all the time, everyone would probably be able to lose weight. It really winds me up. This this thing really, really winds me up, which is probably not a surprise. <laughs> but why why do you like if you're listening to this, why have you failed in the past? Like, I mean, you you may be absolutely on top of the world right now, but in the in the past you 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 probably failed at one point you probably failed why why was it i would probably say it would be because something came up that disrailed that disrailed it all so people fail for these reasons so waiting for a time where these things don't come up is nonsensical because Something like Dan said, something is always going to come up. Look, look at the abundance of socials we have on. So these are just the mandatory socials, let's call them, outside of anything personal. You have a mandatory, a mandatory social for your birthday, the other half's birthday, mums, dads, kids. You've then got mandatory bank holidays. You've got Christmas, Easter. Um, you've got fucking God knows, God knows what else. I'm sure you could think of think of other things. You've got fucking I don't know, stupid shit. World Cup final, X Factor final, any any fucking excuse, strictly final, Love Island final, whatever it is. And then you, don't forget you've got all the personal things that come along. Um, work stress, a work trip away. You've got a weekend away with the other half. You, you know, the kids are, are doing something and, and you're going away with them. You've got, to, you've got to go and it's you might be going to Alton Towers, for example. So then you've got the personal stuff on top of it. If you think that everybody is having all of these things come up and then you've got the unforeseen stuff you've got illness you've got injury you've got um illness to family members there's so much stuff there's so many variables that can and will happen that it's nonsensical to try to wait for a patch how are you able to predict a patch of time where you're going to be able to have a clear run you're not so if you know that your biggest failure is when that these things come up and derail you it's important to then learn how to manage it. And what really winds me up and where I started this little fucking run was that we'll get people inquire about coaching and go, oh, I'm going to start in January. 
because I've got a few things coming up. Or you'll get somebody leave coaching because there's a few things coming up. Hang the fuck on. Isn't this the, the, the most important time that you are coached? Isn't this the time where you're more likely to go off the rails, where you're more likely to go backwards because you have all of these things coming up, which are making your life more difficult and less likely to stick to things to move yourself forwards. But what you're saying is, I've got all these things coming up, so I'm going to I'm gonna re remove the thing or wait to do the thing that's actually going to help me through that. Because when it's easy, when you do have a clear run, let's say you do manage to get two or three weeks, which, by the way, isn't enough time to see any results anyway, but let's say you do have two or three weeks, that's potentially the time where you might not necessarily need a coach. And as a coach myself, that on those check-ins, you're pretty much a cheerleader. Not literally. The skirt doesn't fit anymore. But, like, it's, you know, it's you're a cheerleader. And you go, well done, keep going. And then the coaching comes into its own when you do have X, Y, or Z event that comes on. That's when somebody needs coaching. And then you learn how to get around it so then in future, you won't fail again when those times come up. You've learned how to deal with it. Yeah, I find it baffling that you're literally telling people that that's the thing you find difficult. And the, like you said, the whole point of coaching is to coach someone to be better. That's the point of coaching. Whenever you know you look at footballers, sports people, whatever, you're coached to be better at things you find difficult. There's no, there's no, point, there's no point someone coaching... Ronaldo had to kick a football with his right foot. It's fucking pointless. He doesn't need coach. Like that's the equivalent of what people are doing. They're like, I'll wait until I just I'm gonna practice doing my right foot shit all the time. It's like, no, he can do that all the time. He got loads better at all the other skills because he practiced them because he wasn't very good at them over time. And it's the same with all the all the other analogies, all the other sports stars you can think of. Anyone else you've known has got to that point because they practiced something that they found difficult and they sought help when they found something difficult. And I think it's it's just it's a backwards way of thinking. If you need help for those events why are you going to not get the help and wait until you have none of those events we can't as coaches i can't help you through those events if you don't have any of them if you did have a clear run let's say you had a clear run right let's say most perfect scenario that you could think of gym was outside your door you know all these sorts of things food was made for you you don't need a coach because you're just going to execute the things that are right there the coach is there for you for the unexpected for the unfamiliar for the unknown for the shit, I don't know what I'm doing in this scenario. That's what we help with on a daily basis. Here's the um, analogy. Here's the analogy. Here's the one that's on the soundbite. Here's, this is better than the Ronaldo analogy. Hopefully I've not baked this too, up, too much up. If you you're just going to get training to be a chef, let's just say, that's the equivalent of going into the kitchen and having the, the coach teach you how to make an omelette but then when you've got to make a souffle, tell them you don't need coaching anymore. Does that make sense? They're not the, they're not the same thing. Sure, the same thing. you must know that sou a souffle is known <laughs> as the hardest thing to hardest make. Hardest thing to make. The yeah. hardest thing that even professional yeah. chefs struggle with it. Let's, let's yeah. say a beef wellington then, because that's kind of, kind of hard to make or whatever. It's like going, oh no, I've, I've used you to make the omelette, the easy shit. Okay, now the hard stuff's coming up. Do you know what? Nah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna guess. I'm just gonna muddle my way through it and we'll yeah. see what happens. I'll come yeah. back to you when I need to make an omelette again, mate. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can make the omelette yourself. Like, surely you stick around for the hard shit. Um and I think everybody listening to this will probably resonate and probably see see that happening to themselves because it's an easy, natural reaction for us to run from things rather than to get help because we almost feel like actually 
And it's not actually, I've got too much going on to stick to it. It's almost like I've got too much going on. And I think sticking to it will be too much of a hassle is, is kind of what people really I think, mean. I think there's also a bit of a pride thing to it. I think people want to, if they have a coach, they want to be in a position where they can impress them. Oh, look how good I'm doing. Look how great I'm doing. And they don't actually want to admit that they're finding it difficult because it means that they're in somehow weak or because they've asked for help. It means that, you know, that it damages their pride a little bit. And like I always say to all my clients, like, do you think I go around shouting about the stuff you find difficult. Do you think I'm like on, you know, on Instagram going, oh, you never guess what? My client Mike, yeah, he can't even do this. What an idiot. Like, it doesn't happen. Why like, not? it's just a one-on, we should do it more often maybe. Um, but it's just a one-on-one -on -one conversation where like, I'm helping you through this. Like, we're the only ones that know that you're struggling with this. And the amount of times that then weeks go by and clients go, oh my God, like I've, I, I now know how to deal with those situations. And that's when a client should finish with you is because they go, right, I can deal with all these social events. I can deal with all these situations. I've maintained my weight perfectly. I'm smashing the gym and I feel fantastic. That's when you go, right, my job's done. Not, you don't leave a coach when you go, oh, do you know what? I've got a party every single week for the next 12 weeks on the weekend. So I should probably just stop coaching. Like That's well, fucking mad. Again, it is mad. It's mad hearing you say it out loud. And I hear it all the time from clients. It's like, yeah, that's not the reason to stop coaching. That's the reason to stay coaching, to go, well, over the next 12 weeks, I could go really backwards. So, for example, we might get people right now who kind of want to put it off. It's October right now. We might want to put it off till January. How much do you think you can go backwards between October and January, given that December's December? Like, let's be honest. You've got Christmas yeah. markets. You have advent calendars. You have work dues, family dues, Christmas, Boxing Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, the little weird bit in between Christmas and New Year where you keep eating. How bad do you think you can go backwards until well, then? That's the thing. Over that, over that time period, you, you could easily gain 5, 10 kilos quite comfortably. 5, 10 kilos. And if you then started in January, that means that then if you do very well in January, that means that come the end of February, you're back to where you were now. So you've wasted six months because you put the weight on and to get it back off again. Whereas if you were to start now, and even if, even if you had three events on a week, I reckon I could get you to maintain your weight doing that quite comfortably. No problem at all. For um, but people see that January. as a failure. People see that as yeah, a failure. Through to, but if they do that through to January, right? And they say they stay the same weight. And then in January, you then lose five, 10 kilos. You're five, 10 kilos better off than you are now, still six months down the line, rather than wasting that time and being to where you went i don't understand the to me i don't get the the, the mentality of it. It, it it like you said it makes no no sense because people That's like they see maintenance as a failure but well no but you would have gained 10 kilos so you've actually lost 10 kilos over this time period technically not literally but it, it that's the so thing is that people can't maintain i use i use that all the time i'm like we've maintained for the last three or four weeks so that's not we've lost three or four weeks. That's we've maintained. So we've actually gained. You can almost say we've gained back. Let's just say in three or four weeks, you could, um, let's just say we could gain five kilos, for example. So it's, that's not you by maintaining in three or four weeks, losing three or four weeks. It's stopping yourself going back, like you say, five kilos. And how long is it going to take you to lose the five kilos? Let's say, let's just say five weeks and be, be kind of optimistic about it. So you've just saved yourself five weeks of dieting to get yourself back to scratch. So like Dan says, so yeah. in his analogy at the end of February, you, you're not just five kilos down from where you are now, but you will almost be six months in front of where you are now, even if that's only five kilos, because by definition, you would have gone backwards between now and January. So there is a lot of merit in staying the same.
a lot of people don't want a lot of people don't want it because it's not seen as moving forwards yet are happy to move backwards until they mm. until they're ready to start to move forwards or how yeah, about and they're already so far behind yeah or how about you just stay the same and then you don't have a mountain to climb come come january that how about it's it is it's like trying to climb a mountain and at the minute you're halfway up and going well hang on why don't we just stay here and then we can carry on climbing the rest of it in now no we'll go all the way to the bottom first then we'll just attempt it again in in january and you'll get yeah. halfway up again and then something else will happen and you just go back down to the bottom so there's tons and tons of merit and in fact we coach our clients like that like they'll have periods of time where they maintain i had a client dan who's who's in the blitz now as well and he had lost 20 kilos twice himself and regained back the 20 kilos and when he came we we lost 20 we lost 26 i believe and then what we did is we took a diet break so we managed to get his calories up to some somewhere around the 3000 calorie mark with an untracked day per week and doing zero cardio and he gained back three kilos and to some people, some people might freak out at that and then just keep gaining back, which he would have done without coaching. But he was good enough to stick with me during that time that actually we dissipated all the diet fatigue, actually had no cravings. He was being able to be flexible. He could eat 3,000 calories, which is a lot of food, no cardio. And he was still, still down net 23 kilos. Yes, he'd regained back three, but that's a 23 kilo win. He was then ready to diet again. So then we lost a further mm. 12 and he did his first photo shoot. So that's how, it, like, if he would have wanted to have taken it all off in one go, he would have seen stopping as failure and no doubt gone backwards like he had the previous times. But he didn't. He maintained and then moved forward again and got himself in a position he never thought was possible. And to be honest, the other thing is what people forget, and they don't know this, I, th I think, sometimes, because all they want to do is lose body fat. And as coaches, we know that there's there's huge benefits to actually learning good habits while you're at maintenance it's far easier to build habits at maintenance because you're not super hungry all the time from dieting constantly you have got more calories to play with you can learn about actually do you know what can i fuel my training well can i train harder can i get stronger people don't think about those other benefits they just assume so if we, again like using that analogy of the october to christmas that you you know you maintain but don't forget during that time period, you could also gain a decent chunk of muscle because you're at your maintenance calories, you're training harder, it's loads easier because you've got more carbs, more energy to train, probably sleeping better, you might be more active. And people don't think about those positive benefits where if you did that first and then started in January to lose body fat, I'll tell you what, it'd be fucking easier. It loads easier because you built up those habits of going to the gym, training hard, enjoying it, being motivated by seeing numbers go up, knowing that you're in a position where actually your calories are in a pretty decent place and you've nailed the habits of eating enough protein, how many meals a day you like to eat, how to deal with those social situations. It'd be a piece of piss, absolute piece of piss. But people come into it and they go, oh, I want to drop my calories, I want to lose body fat. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, you do know that training is not going to be ideal. You're not going to get really, really strong over time. Oh, really? Well, that's a bit shit. Uh, well, you could have had that if you just started back in October. And people just think fat loss, fat loss, fat loss. They think, oh, when I start coaching, all I'll do is lose weight. And the amount of our clients that look the way they do because they have periods where they train their fucking asses off and push themselves and get strong and focus on all those other good things, all those other habits, recovery, all that sort of stuff, eating enough protein. Yeah, more of these. More of is like, is that they then are in a position where their foundation is so, so good. It's so good. Whereas if they come in from a position of eating shit all the time, you know, all those events, not really thought about it, not really given a second thought to anything they're doing and then go, right, I want to drop calories. It's kind of like, okay, well, you, you know, buckle in. It's going to be tough then because you're going to be a bit hungry 
um, you're going to have to completely change the way you've been eating because what you've been doing previously has led you to this position. And whereas actually, if you start a maintenance, it's loads easier to fit all those things in, to manage your week, to learn about flexible diet and to learn about how you can move your weeks around, like to cater for events and stuff like that, because that's life. That is life. That's what's going to happen after you finish dieting, after you finish coaching, is you're going to have to know how to manage your weeks, how to manage your months, how to go through cycles of eating more, eating less to maintain the body comp that you're happy with. So start with that. That's life. There you go. That's Don't what start all singing. people mate, say. It's, mate, wait, it's, it's, it's a good microphone, but Shut it's not that good. Shut down in April. All right. Something yeah, about May. Right, um, cheers, guys. That's it. So see you later. We're, we're done now. No, look, Dan, Danny's right for once, as much as it pains me to say it. Like, people think that huh, I'm on it. Like, let, let's let's do this. Let's get shredded. Like, let's, let's get lean. Uh, I'm going to look great this summer. But they say this in March. Like, come on. Like, what are you expecting? That's, that's like going, right, do you know what? I'm only going to save up my money between March and fucking summer. You're not going to save as much as if you saved year-round. And yes, at some point during a whole year, you're going to need to spend a little bit. We'd be better off for trying to do it um, for a year-round rather than for a set period of time, like a certain small period of time. And you'll get a lot of people, and no doubt our coaching will improve uh, in terms of like the numbers that come in in February, March time. Because people are going to get ready, quote unquote, for the summer. But do you know when you're actually getting ready for the summer? No. Now. Like now is where you're getting ready for the summer. Not in March. Because you're just wasting time. You're wasting three, four, five, six months, which is a, a massive percentage of the year, where you could be making improvements. You don't actually improve your body while you're losing fat. You don't improve it. You might be able to retain muscle. Potentially, you might be able to gain a tiny amount. There's probably more, it's probably more likely that, you know, that, that people will lose a little bit of muscle. That's probably the, the most likely option. So you will just gradually get a little bit worse if you don't focus on what you do outside of the March to June diet. So right now is where you build your physique. Right now is where you're going to see the, the noticeable changes next year on the beach. Like this is when it starts. You don't do anything in the fat loss phase. You're just trying to cling on to muscle. You feel fucking lousy. Your strength will go down. Whereas now, this is where you build it. If you want a bigger chest, it's now. If you want bigger arms, it's now. If you want bigger glutes, it's now. It's not then, it's now. And that's only going to be done by continuous effort over time. It's never going to happen in, like, we run an eight-week blitz, right? Does anything happen with their physiques in eight weeks? No, they just lose body fat. That's it. That, that's literally it. That's just there. Lose, lose fat with us for eight weeks. Let's get you in a good position to then progress onto something else. That's it. So think longer term. So rather than thinking I've got this on or that on or it's not optimal or it's not summer so no one's going to see me or I'm eating more calories now so I, I don't need to be as consistent, it's rubbish. If you want the, the top tier results that you keep saying or whatever it is or the, the, the bodies that you compare yourself to, you've got to do the things that are going to lead you there. And that's not just for a small period of time. That's a long period of time, regardless of the difficulties with socials, regardless of the stresses, regardless of anything else. You've got to keep that up. So there you go. Nah, mate. Dirty bulk. Four weeks is fine. I used it's to do it though. That's the thing. I used to do it. Well, well, we know because we've done it. This is this is why we're so I think passionate about it. And we talk about it a lot. Is that we've tried it and we've done it and we've done all those things and 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 it's and it, they don't work. Like they just don't. You know, you think you've you've bulked for four six weeks and you kind of yeah you might feel like your t shirt a bit more. It's just fat. It's just fat. It's not muscle. Like in four six weeks, there's a reason we don't do a blitz for muscle gain because yeah. in eight weeks you you wouldn't see the progress you want. You'd be unhappy. It wouldn't be great. But 
the reason with one-to-one coaching that we do that over six months, you might see that sort of progress you want is because of like we talked about habits, strength progress and being at maintenance calories or just above to gain muscle means that you do gain muscle without gaining fat. So you do see the muscle go on. If you were to dirty bulk for six months, you wouldn't see the fruits of your labor for another six months until you dieted off. (laughs) Whereas if you were to go about it in a smart way and think about what you're doing and have all these things tracked and have someone help you, you actually start seeing the progress quite quickly. And you look back at pictures and go, hang on a minute, six months ago, fucking hell. Okay, I'm three kilos heavier rather than 12, which people think on a dirty bulk is all muscle. It's not. Um, You might be like quite pleasantly surprising. Actually, I do look like a lot bigger. I do look loads better because it's managed, because it's tracked, because there's, again, information that we use to get you to that point. And I think it's it's that mismanagement of expectations of like our four-week blast. Everyone's doing like four, six-week blasts and all that sort of stuff with muscle gain. And it's like, no, doesn't work like that. It really doesn't work that way. So think on, just think about it. Just have a think about where you want to be come April and think about is your current plan putting you in a position where you're just going to be the same in April as you are now because you're going to gain the fat and then lose it again. That's all I've got to say. There you go. Mic drop. Although in this case, no, because they're expensive. No, these are fucking expensive. Don't drop these things. Jesus. So... I bet you somewhere there's a sound engineer at every single one of those events that someone drops a mic going, no, no, what are you doing? Like that. And just, Do people do it? Crying about it. Do people do it? Or is it just like this um, this thing that people say, but nobody's actually got the balls to drop a mic? I think some people probably do do it. Do people do it? Okay. I reckon they do. Just to say they've done it. Maybe we... Whether it was um, a mic drop, whether it was mic drop worthy or not is probably debatable, but I bet people have done it. Maybe we will... um, be balling enough one day to to be able to drop a mic without uh, you know it ruining um, our year pretty much. But um, yeah. yeah, so what are we doing? Are we going straight into the banter section? Yeah, sectionness. Okay. So Dan actually found this one. So this is the first one that Dan found. So if it's not good, blame Dan. <laughs> um, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna say it all really monotone and boring now. Put no animation yeah. into it. So here we go. Here's the, uh, I mean, he looks great. Not that I'm judging a guy by his cover, but he uh, he looks like he would have sex with a corpse. So, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, um, so here's the headline. This isn't a Sunday sport. This is on Lad Bible. So are we gonna are we gonna hope for a little bit better in terms of the journalism? Let's see. Let's see if Lad Bible can do um It as can't good. be any worse. It can't be any worse. So man with world's biggest penis shares picture comparing it to cucumber. Okay. This is just my own personal research. I was doing it over the weekend. This is nothing not yeah. a funny story. It's just I was just no. looking at just having a little look. Um Hopefully, if we're doing this on video, Paul might be able to put a picture of this guy's face in there. I don't know if we're allowed to for legal reasons. Yeah, we will. No one cares. Um, <laughs> but I think his face coupled with that headline, that's the winner right there. So, <laughs> the man with the world's largest penis, quote unquote, has shared a photograph comparing it to a cucumber. Fear not, though. Said penis is not featured in the snap. Well. How do you compare it then? How do we know? You're just lying, isn't he? We've, well, we've been here before, haven't we? We've well, been here before. It's exactly that because I've got the picture in front of me and it's literally an Instagram picture of him holding a cucumber 
where his penis would be. But his his little caption is, I'm, I'm a little long... Bad, bad grammar. It should be, I'm a little longer and much, much thicker. Show up. Um, <laughs> but the penis is not featured in the snap. So anyone can say that, surely. Well, there's a picture of him in his trousers, though. Can you see? Oh, I suppose wait, again, wait, wait, wait. I've not gone all the way down. Oh, there we go. Oh, God, I can see those trousers. <laughs> oh, I mean, again, yeah. it, could be a Pringles, it could be a Pringles tube, though. So... Anyway, you know, let's let's con- let's continue. Fucking hell, I didn't see that. See, I'm looking at this <laughs> as as we go. Jonah Falcon doesn't mind being named, no doubt. An actor, of course he is. An actor of what kind? Based in <laughs> based in New York. It's not acting, though, is it? Not acting. You know, shagging. Um, based in New York, USA. We know where you, New York is, mate. Come on, lad, bio. Yeah. We know where it is has been flaunting his package for decades now and claims his member reaches an... Member. His member <laughs> reaches an eye-watering... You're not joking. 13.5 inches in length when erect. Not needed. <laughs> Completely unnecessary length, that. Not needed. Not needed. How much of that can actually fit in anywhere is what I'm thinking. So what's the point? Makes no difference then, surely? Yeah, no. 13.5 inches. That's bigger than a foot. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> yeah, it is by, by an inch and a half. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. Offering a physical demonstration on Instagram, Jonah shared a photo of a cucumber in his hand, captioning the post, I'm a little longer and much, much thicker. Well, it's a face, it's a face that scared me when I scroll down. I mean, it's the face in it. (laughs) Good Lord. As well as a girth, there's a number of other notable differences between the cucumber and Jonas Johnson. Alliteration. Yeah. He's been to school. Good good journalism. It's much better than the Sunday sport. It is. I mean, let's see. Don't um don't write him off just just yet. We've not had any quotations or anything like that yet. So when the quotes come out, when we know that they definitely didn't say that. But for one the cucumber doesn't fluctuate in size, although the cucumber might be nice in a salad or on sore eyes. What? Uh, I mean, that's, I, I retract my previous statement well, that's about the journalism. St- that's stupid. <laughs> the, that's stupid. Stupid. Anyway, going into a bit more detail about the vegetable slash phallus comparison, Jonah said, I, I had to have a pick. I'm around the same length, but much thicker in I'm my wrist's thickness. Okay. Again, he's just going on about this thickness. So he's got the same thickness as his wrist, which doesn't, it's no real gauge because I don't know how thick his wrists are, but you know, it is what it is. If he's an ectomorph, thin wrists, as we were led to believe. There you go. We were yeah. led to believe that, yeah. And should be eating lots of carbs and no protein or something. No protein. As well. Yeah, no you protein. Know. Um, the comparison is fairly accurate. I'm a little more than three fists length. Well, three fists length. It depends who fists, though, surely. Jeremy Beadle. Oh, exactly. You're Jeremy Why don't we Beadle's. go with a 13 and a half inch? Why don't we just go with that? That's, that's bad. actual measurement. Do you know? He doesn't need to keep comparing it. Just say 13 and a half inches. If that's what it is, yeah. that's what it is. I don't go, I'm six foot one or, you know, two sheep on top of one another. Um, yeah. Or, you know, if you turn a table up on its side, about one and a half of those. Like, <laughs> you don't need to make some, like, 
It makes me think that he doesn't actually know how long it is. He's just making it up. In it, it's about just saying. Yeah, it's about yeah. this. Yeah. Well, is it about three fists or is it about 13 and a half inches? Which which one is it, mate? Because yeah. it's kind of important. If you're claiming to have the world's largest, let's get the measuring tape out. Exactly, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let's make let's let's make this official. Get put the Guinness World World Records away until we know what's going on here. Like mm. it's just the arbitrary measurement comparison comparisons that's getting me. It's like like you say, just say what it is. I'd say I'm six foot one and I'm 103 kilos or whatever. He's going, yeah. it's about the the thickness of a wrist. You know, it's about three fists long. Be a little bit more vague than that, mate. Come on. Um, anyway, mm. I'm not trying to compete. I just enjoy using it to make people happy or laugh. I bet. <laughs> laugh. Oh. Um, oh. And then the journalism kicks back in after that quote. Oh, that's sweet. Using his monster cock to give back. <laughs> there's no need for that, is there? And there's a picture. He's wearing silver metallic... Trousers that that are too tight. They're too tight. Yeah. And there is quite obviously a phallic shaped penis, you know, looking object that is down his left leg. I dress to the left as well. Um, I mean, that's that's got to impede his daily life. Yeah. That does not look comfortable. No. There's lots of things that you won't be able to do with that. Well, you you know, if you were to go on one of those rides, you know, the Alton Towers, you have to bring the thing down, and there's a clip in the middle. Like, can't do it. He's struggling there, isn't he? Can't do it. What about He's struggling? Wearing swim shorts. They'd have to be knee length. Oh no. Knee length. Um yeah. At least. What about running? Because they ride up, don't they? They do ride up a bit, don't they, as well. You can get out of the pool. Exactly. I mean three about quarters, running. I think, man. It, but he can't even run. Oh, he can't run. You, you can't remember, run. Surely. Remember Linford Christie running with that fucking poodle that he had smuggled down his boxes? <laughs> It'd be another one of those. Yeah, they made they made dildos named after Linford. That's how uh, our big Linford was. But uh, how are we talking about this? Anyway, no idea. The trouser snake and also enables him to be himself. How does it? How Makes do, no sense. Though. How does it? Why Why does that matter? Why does that allow him to be himself? What's that? What's that? What? So what if it, if it was just a normal sized one like mine? He wouldn't three inches. He just wouldn't be himself. No. Jonah explained, I don't need a fancy car. I don't need a gun. I'll happily wear a mask and so on because I don't have to prove my masculinity to anyone else. I'll wear all pink, damn it. Well, I love that. I don't need a fancy car. I don't need a gun. Gun, of all things. Not a, yeah. not a house, you know, no. a job. Gun. No. Gun. Yeah. Brilliant. He's Where's from America. From? Of course he's from America. Yeah. That's yeah. it, yeah. It's He'll happy, happily wear a mask. What's that got to do with things? Yeah. Like... To prove, I don't need to prove masculinity. I'll wear all pink. Kind of derogatory, that, saying that, you know, women just wear pink and real men don't. Real men wear pink. So, what's more, his astonishing slong has apparently enabled him to bed celebs. No. Oh. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. I don't think he has. Do you know why? It's because of his face. (laughs) (laughs) You're so mean, mate. No, but, but because but also, because the penis sure. is the last thing that you would get to, right? So when you're with a lady or a guy, they're going to have to be somewhat attracted to the other physical features that are not hidden away in your in your pants. They're going to have to be attracted to maybe your eyes or your body or your personality, your humour, whatever. Then, like, so 
no way is he bedding women on this penis alone. Right, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're telling me that Jonah does not introduce himself as the man with the world's largest penis. It allows him to be himself, mate. I think that's his attribute. I think that's why I think that's why he introduced himself. I think that's why he wears the tight trousers. It's kind of obvious, isn't it? It's kind of like his penis enters the room before, before he, he does. does. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah. To be Hi, fair. I'm Jonah. Hi, Jonah. What do you do? I've got the world's biggest penis. There you go. And even all if of a sudden, people aren't worried about his personality then or anything like that. Even if you haven't though, because that in, that question's intriguing enough as alone. So if mm. if someone wants to sleep with you, you're already in the hotel room naked before they've realised that this guy's a bullshitter. But you're halfway there then. Yeah. I but mean... Anyway, so he, he's apparently bedded celebrities. So speaking to the sun... Ah, oh, it's from the sun. Um, another one of the broadsheets. Um, <laughs> yes, I've slept with celebrities, including Oscar nominees and Oscar winners. Don't mention the nominees. Um, Don't mention the nominees. But I can't talk about that. You just did. Uh, um, but you can't you you can't say that and then not talk about it. Unfortunately, yeah. Jen. This is the best bit. The, honestly, <laughs> this, this is the best bit. So let's just re- refresh what I've just said. Yes, I've slept with celebrities, including Oscar nominees and Oscar winners. But I definitely can't talk about that. I can't even say if it's men or women. It's a very limited list, so I don't want to narrow it down too far. All I will say is it wasn't Meryl Streep. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Just happy to say it's not her. That's it. <laughs> That's the list. Brilliant. I've got Cheers a feeling it probably was Meryl Streep. Because where's he plugged that from? <laughs> yeah. Where's he plugged yeah. that from? Like, Meryl's reading that guys, game. God damn it. He's told everyone. Guys, I can't tell you who it is. But I can tell you, <laughs> if you're thinking it's Meryl Streep, it's not. Like, come on. He's winked. He's then winked at the journalist, hasn't he? He's winked. And he, yeah. It definitely wasn't. It's not it? Meryl Street. It's like when Chris, <laughs> Chris Kamara, have you seen that clip of him where he's like, I can't name you West Ham's team sheet, but I can tell you that they're unchanged apart from Johnson coming in at right back. <laughs> yeah. Like, And then it cuts back to Jeff and he's like, well, thanks for keeping that to yourself there, Cammy. <laughs> fucking mad. So oh, I can't tell you who it is, guys, but Meryl Streep, it's not her. It's not Meryl Streep. <laughs> Falcon, his name is Falcon, yeah, Jonah Falcon. That's that's kind of a cool name. Mm. Also admitted he'd used to perform auto fellatio in brackets, okay. oral sex on your own penis. Okay. From <laughs> Thanks, the bro. ages of ten to eighteen. But due to upper back pain, <laughs> it's no longer an option. <laughs> okay. In an injury. Tight tight yeah. tight thoracic. Um it's not all it's not all perks though. If if indeed you consider auto fellatio a perk, okay. Would you consider auto fellatio a perk? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I would. No, I don't, I don't think, think I would. Even if no. I could, I wouldn't do it. And no. do, do you know what I mean? No, it's just no, <laughs> just no, guys. I think. Well, I we think Jonah's it? done it because I don't think Jonah's managed to find someone to do it for him. Maybe I don't know. Well, Meryl Streep definitely hasn't done it. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Definitely not Mel Street at all. So I don't know why you mentioned her. Meryl Street. Yeah. You mentioned that. He's bringing up Meryl Street. Definitely no. He wasn't Meryl Street. No. 
<laughs> oh, fucking hell. Guys, guys, that's an interesting question. If you could, would you? Who knows? Um, uh, I don't think I would. Not looking at that. Not with the smell of it. Anyway. Um, no. But uh, <laughs> anyway, he, he said... Uh, he said, for some reason, having 13 plus inches means I'm a bad person, or I'm egotistic, or I'm a porn star, or I'm dumb, or I'm a shit. It's slack, okay. probably, I think. That's probably... That's oh, big. is it slack? Oh, are you reading along with it? Yeah. Uh, yeah well, yeah. Why, are they bl- why are they blanking out slack? You can say that. Yeah. You sure can they. say that. Also, I'm sick and tired of people wanting me to measure in front of them. I've done it 10,000 times enough already. Yeah, enough times that we can't actually see any photos of it. And they, yeah, and also as well that you don't actually know the exact measurement. You're using fists and wrists and yeah. all sorts of shit. So maybe it's because they want clarification, mate. Because you keep changing it. You keep harping well, on Meryl about Streep, it. That's Meryl Streep, shall we? That's Meryl Streep. We'll not, ask her. She'll know. Yeah, it's not Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> not her. anyone else. Yeah, any other celeb, just not Meryl Streep. All right, it's not Meryl Streep. So. Brilliant. So, so that's it. That's 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 the end. That's the end of it. I'd say the journalism was probably less offensive than uh, the Sunday Sport. Um, I think I missed it. I missed the offensive journalism, though. Actually, I'm I think... going to have to go go delving for the uh, for the Sunday Sport again. Yeah, well, that was uh, there. We go. So there you go, guys. Um, I mean, uh, two completely polar opposite um, topics to have on a, on a podcast, but that's what we're here for. We don't conform to you know convention. We don't do the normal thing. You should know that by now. Unorthodox. So, sue us. Sue us. Um, hopefully that um, made you laugh there. Um, if anyone else wants to input their entry for the world's largest penis, you have to measure it in fists, apparently. So, yes. you know, you know, if you if it's under half a fist, I wouldn't bother. I'm just going to say it out loud. Depends so I won't be entering. It depends whose hands, though. Again, you're using something without a determined <laughs> amount. Like, there's no it's set really metric Mike. for. Yeah, but this the is set, really offended him. He's so upset about it. He's using incorrect <laughs> metrics. We can't we can't be doing that, guys. You can't go. That's like me going. Well, I weigh the same as three dogs, you know. Well, how much does a how much does a dog weigh? It's like I my 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 dick is the same length as three fists. Well, how long are three fists? It's the same thing. It could be anything. Jeremy Beadle's fists. Mine's three fists. Then fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? You still don't get any prizes for that, though, will you? So no, you know, it's not. It's no. not nothing to shout about. Barely a finger. But there we go. <laughs> Anyway, there we go. We'll leave it there. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Enjoy yourself. And um, just remember to keep waiting for that clear run, yeah? Keep waiting for it. That's the best thing to do. And while you're waiting, share this fucking podcast, will you? Go on. Take take a little photo of it. I I can't believe we've waited 42 minutes into this, or however long we've been fucking doing this. I can't believe we've waited so long for me to say, give it a share, give it a like, whatever you have to do. Screenshot it and tag us in it on, on Instagram. It's because we're shit influencers. Shit influencers. We are, yeah. Which probably could be uh, the the topic for next week. Who knows? Probably will be. (laughs) See you later. See you later.